Hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. Awesome. Give me just a second. I gotta get in a quieter area. Okay. I'm ready. All right, man. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Big Boy Product Reviews, Big Boy Live Podcast. And I have here Tyler McDuffie. Um, he's also a, I'm not sure if you are a founder or a member of the First Amendment. But, I'm a uh, founder of First Amendment. All right, all right. So basically, right now, it's like a, uh, it's a little bio of who are you? Like, who are you? Um, what are your, what is your mission? You know, and just get a little bit of information about you. And maybe we can go from there. Like I said, this podcast is we're raw, we're uncut, we don't have a lot of scripts, we just talk about stuff on the fly. I think it's more realistic that way, to be honest. Um, right. So go ahead, man. Well, uh, like you said, I'm Tyler McDuffie, the founder of First Amendment Association and my mission as far as with First Amendment Association is to bring truth to the news. Um, I don't, I personally do not trust the mainstream media. I feel that they put a spin on just about every story that goes over that they put out there. Um, and I try to bring the truth. Um, I also like to educate people about their rights whether it be the First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, the, the entire Constitution, Bill of Rights. I like to educate people on what their rights are. And as far as First Amendment Association goes, we reserve our First Amendment right to film anything that we desire in public as long as it does not involve a child. True, true. And I think that's really good that we have people out there that are educating people on their rights and what they can and cannot do because with media today and with things that are going on today, you know, if it makes it sound like people's rights are slowly being taken away or people are, are just right. non there's just non knowledgeable. Uh, about an hour and a half ago I went on a scene down at the Walgreens in Terre Haute on US 41 and Johnson Drive. Um, the the individuals that had been stopped were suspected in a theft at a local appliance store. Um, anyway, the police didn't fi- end up finding any stolen goods on them. Um, but at one point, an officer walked over to me and said, you know, basically that it was kind of weird that I was just sitting there recording them. And I'd told him, you know, is this, is that not my First Amendment right? Am I not allowed to film what I see in public? Well, anyway, um, he didn't like that too much and ran my license plate. He didn't, he didn't ask me my name, um, just asked me what association or what agency I was with and then proceeded to run my license plate for what I consider no legitimate reason. Exactly. He, he said he was attempting to figure out if I was involved and the what they were investigating which clearly i wasn't because the rp on the phone was what i believe was the manager of that particular um appliance store um and the vehicles in question happened to be a uh, pontiac 
and a Ford Explorer. My car is a Subaru. <laughs> the, 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 the farthest possible thing from either of those cars. That and my car is black, and their cars were white or silver and tan. Um, big, big difference. Right. Um, and, and the officer, you know, he, he was decent about it. I, I got to give him props on that. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't rude or condescending about it, but the fact that he still came over to me and addressed the issue, which should not have even been an issue in my opinion. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's okay to ask, Hey, what's going on? But after that, after you say, I'm just, you know, recording, you know, and so you should just walk away, you know, shouldn't have to go through all that. I mean, it happens all the time, man. I've been pulled over for no reason. I will say that I will say that the Terre Haute Police Department doesn't bother me too much when I come on scene. At this point, most of them are used to me. There are some rookies on the force that don't know who I am, which in my I mean, I, I do have a criminal record. So the fact that there's some cops out there that don't know who I am, I think I'm doing good. You know. <laughs> Now, there are a decent amount of them that do know me on the force from back in my heyday of, you know, being a teenager and doing stupid things. I mean, we, I'm not going to say everyone did stupid things as a teenager, but at least I'd say 80% of us. Oh, by the way, statistics are made up on the spot. Um, At least 80% of us did stupid things. Still there, brother? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can steer you. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, we always do things when we're in a younger age. Okay, first, we, we can you at. hear me now? Yes, For some reason, my Bluetooth disconnected temporarily. I'm not sure what happened there. That's all right, man. Well, like I said, you know, it's, it's good that you are out there educating people or, and showing what's going I've, I've had watched some of your videos on there and and you do see the difference of uh, different did law you, enforcement officers. Did you have uh, a chance to see when I was in Louisville? No, I didn't get to see that one. Okay. Um, well, during the protests for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, among others, um, I, I don't know all of their names, um, but the protests that were going on down there in September, I had went down there to cover that. Well, everything was going good. You know, I'd gotten there at about three o'clock in the afternoon. I was walking right alongside them. You know, you had the NFAC um, that was walking outside of uh, the downs there at the Derby. Um, There were at least, I'd say, 700 to 1,000 people. at any given spot, not all in one group. There were about four different groups that were marching throughout downtown Louisville and the surrounding area. Um, And everything was going pretty good up until it started to get, you know, really dark. And I was down there um, downtown at the park. And I was told by one and by an armed individual that had a rifle slung over his shoulder that I had been spotted and flagged and that I, 
you know, and I informed him, you know, dude, I'm media, I'm press, I'm just here filming, that is it. And he said, well, I'll pass that along, and everything was good for about another 45 minutes until I was approached by four people, one of who was definitely armed, the other three, I didn't see that they had a firearm or not, but one of them was armed, was carrying a pistol on his hip, and advised me that um, I was making people uncomfortable. All I'm doing is walking around with a phone recording, and I'm making people feel uncomfortable. I, I don't get it. I don't see how I was making anyone uncomfortable, but they asked me to leave. I asked them, you know, if I don't leave, will there be a situation? And they said, well, we don't want there to be a situation, so you should probably just go. Um, so it's it's not just the police that don't want to be filmed. Mm-hmm. You, you have it on all sides. Oh, exactly. You exactly do. And the thing is, about 20 minutes after I left that area, shots rang out. Like gunfire rang out within blocks of there. Like I, I heard it as I was getting into the vehicle to leave Louisville and head back to Terre Haute. There were, I'd say four shots. Of, I know I heard at least three, three to four shots that rang out within. I mean, I'm in downtown area, so there's going to be a lot of echo from the surrounding buildings, but my get, best guess is about three or four blocks away from me. I heard gunfire. So maybe they were just giving me a heads up that I needed to leave, or maybe they were the one. I I don't want to speculate too much because I don't really know why they were giving me a if they were giving me a heads up or if they were telling me that they were getting ready to whoop whoop me. You know, right? I I like to think that they were giving me a heads up. Well, sometimes you just gotta take that you know take that as a blessing in disguise. You know, exactly. I mean, um, I, go ahead. Like, now I've watched all the stuff on on TV and all the protests during that time frame and this and that. You know, I mean, I understand, and I understand, and I understand what their what the whole concept of it was, and and everything. And I oh, totally agree with have, the peaceful. Hang on, hang on just a second. My Bluetooth disconnected again. Can you hear me? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I think we're b- back on Bluetooth now. Copy. Maybe. Oh no, how do I get this thing to go back on here? Okay, well, if if it's working good right now, we'll just stick with it straight through the phone as long as it's working good. Uh, it's, it's working fine. I can hear you fine. <laughs> You're a little muffled on that. Hang, give me just a moment. Let me try and... Okay, Bluetooth connected. Okay. All right. Can you hear me now? Sure can. Okay. We're back up on mic. All right. Okay, we're having some technical difficulties. No, that's, that's not a problem. Like I said, this is the first time I did a podcast over VIA remote. <laughs> so I, I, I like the idea, though. It, it makes it much easier. Neither one of us even have to leave our house, and it's COVID friendly. 
Hey, sure is. Hey, gotta be safe. <laughs> so, like I said, no, I, go ahead. Like I was saying, no, I agree with the peaceful protest. I mean, I, I agree with you no know, standing for your rights and all that. But when it starts getting to the point where it's getting violent and stuff, then that's where it's what about blocking? Like, would you consider blocking traffic violent? I consider that that's stupid. <laughs> you yeah, that, that. I I somewhat agree, and I've I've gotten some you know people telling me you know well you were out there with them walking in the middle of the road recording them so you're just as bad as they are. And I, I get their opinion on that. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, and I, I probably should have been a little bit further on the side of the road than walking right down the middle of US 41 along with them. Um, but there's a, I mean, there's a difference of just walking on the side of the road and walking the middle of the road, blocking traffic, blocking highways. And then, I mean, some of these videos that are shot out there where people are actually doing damage to people's vehicles on the, side, on, on the road. Oh, yeah. I yes. mean, there's that one video online where it showed those protesters out there that were trying to throw a bomb inside, uh, a, uh, a bomb inside the horse trailer. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. And it gets to a point where it's like, that's going, that's going with you far. And, uh, I, I had been um, watching a live stream. Um, I forget whether or not it was Andrew Mercado or CJ from CJTV. I forget which one of it them was filming that when I was watching. But in Kenosha, there were fires set to cars at a car lot, and it caught nearly every car on fire. Well, of course, there were riots going on, so nobody's calling in these fires, you know. So I hop on my secondary phone, get a hold of Kenosha Police Department and fire dispatch and advise them. And keep in mind, I have never been to Kenosha. The only way I'm able to tell them where it is is because there was a church sign um, right next to the car lot. And um, finally, the, the guy that was filming it panned just right that I was able to see that it was the Bradford Community Church. And I went ahead and called Kenosha Dispatch and informed them that there was a car lot that had multiple cars on fire. And finally, they were able to get get out there. Um, thankfully, the church that was adjacent to the car lot did not catch. Um, but it, yeah, there's there's a lot of craziness. I'm, um, it's just shocking what the world's coming to. It's sad. I mean, it's just like totally everybody just went, went, went mad, you know, and and a lot of reasons why people, a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons people just get this are just going off of what they see somebody else do. Well, somebody's out there being crazy. I'm going I'm, I'm crazy too, you know. And it's, right. it's just sad to see that. I mean, you saw these multiple videos on a lot of people out there going into people's neighborhoods, breaking windows, or like I said, going to car lots, stealing, taking cars. I mean. I mean, stopping the Amazon trucks and robbing the Amazon trucks and stuff. I mean, it's sad. I mean, there's no reason for all that. And and I, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with you no know, media out there 
painting this picture and stuff. And and that that's the that's part of um, see. I personally support the police when they stick to the letter of the law. If they're sticking to the letter of the law, I support them and back them 100%. But when they waver and try and take the law and make it into something it's not, or try and put their own spin on it, that's when I have a problem. I completely agree. I mean, I support the police too, but when they start, when the police officers start going above and beyond what they're supposed to be doing, and that's where it comes to issue. I mean, right. And then there's the then there's the other aspect of it of there's people that are crying that oh you know they used unreasonable force with me. Well, you committed a crime. They told you to put your hands behind your back and you refused. At that point, they can use reasonable force. And yes, there are some cases that the force is not reasonable. However, there are some other cases where the people still cry about it when had they just turned around and put their hands behind their back, they would have went to jail. They would have got booked. They would have had court in the morning. I don't know what percentage, uh, but a decent amount of those people would have then been OR and back on the street in the morning. In some cases, due to the COVID restrictions, they would have been given a court date and let go. Yeah, um, I mean that's there's there's. there's just, go ahead. Yeah, so, like the, the times that I got pulled over, I was I cooperated with the police officers, and I think sometimes I think there was a few of them where they were just trying their hardest to get me on something when they couldn't, and you kind of got frustrated. But would you do you think it was because of race or do you think it was because they just saw a fast, nice car? No, and I, forgot, I haven't, hey, knock on wood, I never have got pulled over in my car. I've got pulled over in my, my truck and I got pulled over my suburban I had. And that's suburban, man. And what happened was in suburban, uh, I was some years back, I was at Twiggy's and we were, I was with a buddy of mine, we had a couple beers. And this state boy was just going back and down 40, back and forth. Well, when I left Twiggy's, he pulled me over in front of that church. And he suspected that I was over, that I was driving, uh, driving you know, drunk or something, DUI or something. Because you just left the bar. Right. So... He pulled me over. Were you going? Were you going quick at all? Maybe even swerving no, a little I, bit. I live like less than ten minutes. I live less than five minutes. Oh, from Literally, I'm like a hop, jump, and the skip from Twiggy's. And he pulled me over right there in front of that church, right there in front of that Marathon gas station. And, yep, um, I know where you're talking about. He pulled me over right there, and in he Haleyville. Yeah, I live right. And he pulled me over, and he started talking to me. He asked me to get off the vehicle. I got off the vehicle. He didn't ask for election registration either. For it. he was asking to get out the vehicle, and he asked me to come back to his squad car. So I was sitting in his squad car for about twenty five minutes, talking to him just about anything and everything. And then once he figured out, he couldn't smell the alcohol on my breath. He was like, "So yeah, so you asked me if I was been drinking?" And I said, "I probably had, I had one beer in the last 
two hours, two or three hours, you know, I wasn't there to drink, you know, I just started hanging out. But he takes right. it back to, back to the car and um, gives me a breathalyzer. Of course, I, I didn't, I didn't blow nothing. And then he's like, well, he I mean, well, you're a big boy. One beer is not even going to probably make you blow anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, so after he couldn't get me on that, he said, well, I pulled you over because your license plate light was out. And we yeah, wasn't, it? and we were in daylight. It, it was broad daylight. Yeah. It, but your license plate light was, uh, that's, I think he was fishing. That, so, that sounds like a fishing expedition. Yeah. So a third, so a 45 minute traffic stop and brought a lot five daylight for a tail, uh, for a tail light, for a license plate light. I've had- I've had a similar experience with the Terre Haute Police Department. It was back in, I want to say 2015 or 2016, 2016, I think. Um, But I got pulled over on about 14th and a half and uh, Locust. Same thing, except for it was dark outside. I had a K5 blazer, big red K5 blazer. And he pulled, he claims he pulled me over because I had no license plate light, which is true. I did not have license plate light. However, that particular truck, to the best of my knowledge, from factory did not come with a license plate light. It was a 1987 K5 Blazer. And I am, after conversation with the officer, it was um, Officer um, Housen of the Terre Haute Police Department, which, of it, if I can say anything about that man, it is that he is a good officer. I've never had any encounters with him besides that where I thought he was doing anything, you know, out of the law. And I legitimately didn't have a license plate light. And he may not have known that, you know, a vehicle over 25 years old is, does not fit the same criteria as a vehicle that is less than 25 years old. Um, but I, you know, he'd taken my license registration. He spent a good 20 minutes in his car running my name, came back with a warrant out of Michigan. He told me, you know, they won't come get you. You're good to go. Um, just get that license plate light fixed. And I did and never had another problem. There's nothing wrong with uh, officers that are good, you know, I mean, Every time I see a police officer out in the field, and I always tell him, hey, thank you for your service. You know, I show him respect. I mean, I had one yeah. officer I told that to, and it literally blew his mind because he, he was there with his wife. And there, go ahead. And he was like, I was, at, I was at the Chinese, the East Star Buffet, and, I, and as he was walking in, I said, hey, man, thank you for your service. Appreciate you for what you do and keeping, you know, keeping Carol safe. He said, I appreciate that. Thank you. And then as I'm, you know, eating and stuff, and then the, the waitress at the restaurant arranged my ticket and said, don't worry about it. He paid for it. I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, all right. And I walked back over there. And I walked over to where they're sitting right there in front of me. And I said, hey, man, I appreciate you. You had to pay for my, pay for my food. He said, no, I wanted to because it's not very often that we get people to actually tell us thank you. And then he said, not to be rude or anything, but someone of color tells thank you. 
And I tell him, I said, well, man, look, I got family members that were police officers and everything, the military and everything. And I always give appreciation to who, you know, to what's do, you know. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or what. You know, when you're doing, you know, you appreciate somebody for what they're doing and you let people know. And plus also, too, you know, I've never had issues with police officers. And my thing is, as long as you just do what they, do what they tell you to do, be respectful, everything should be all right. Now, you, you like I say, you do that. And, mo- and most of the time, right, and most of the time, their requests are not unreasonable, at least for me. Um, they have, anytime they've told me, you know, whether it's put my hands on the steering wheel or step out of the vehicle, they've had probable cause to suspect something. Like, there have been, I'm not going to say that I've never been innocent, but most of the time when I've been being investigated or being stopped by the police, it was because I did something. Right. I said about the last. Now it's just pulled over. I pulled about. I pulled over in November, in my truck because my exhaust was too loud, and the officer, you know, he pulled came up and and stuff, and he was kind of um, agitated, rude at first. But after I talked to him, he kind of calmed down a little bit. And I, you know, because I gave my license registration, license registration act, and I gave my license to carry because I was carrying. Right. And he said, um, he asked me was if I was carrying. I said, yeah. So where's that? It says on my sidearm. He said, well, don't touch it. I said, I understand. And he told me why right. he pulled I me over. On it, sir. That's the first thing I do if I, if I get pulled over is I always get my license and my license to carry because I'm always carry. Right. But let's officer know that I do have a firearm and to let them know I am licensed, you know, is, you know, because I don't want no mishaps. But right. like said, Respectful. Similar thing, but I'm not licensed to carry because I have made some poor decisions in my past that led to felony convictions. Um, But when I get pulled over, I know that there's an active warrant out of Michigan for me. Um, I know that. Um, However, they will not come to get me here. I've, you know, I've actually went up to Michigan and turned myself in on it once and then got my probation transferred to Vigo County. And then I slipped up again and violated. Well, I thought that it would be Vigo County then taking over, and I would have been able to serve all my time in Vigo County. But Michigan wants me up there, but yet it's only a 50-mile pickup from that particular county. So whenever I get stopped or have any encounter where the cops ask me for my identification, upon handing them my driver's license or whatever – I inform them, hey, there's going to come back with a warrant out of Michigan that's not extraditable. If I'm getting pulled over at that point, they usually have me step out of the car and come sit in their passenger seat. Well, Lisa, that's the main thing is, is that you're honest. Right, and it goes it goes a long way with them. It, I've got to say, of all the times that I've ever had encounters with the police, there's been times that I've lied to them. There's been times that I was honest with them. It went a lot easier when I was honest with them than when I lied. Exactly. You just got to understand that, not just you, I mean, people got to understand that they're they're out there doing a job, too. Yes, I have my opinions. I feel like sometimes they are... They pull people over for 
petty reasons. There's other big fish, bigger things out there they're just taking care of. But at the end of the day, they're just doing the job. You know what I'm saying? Right. Some may go about doing their job in a unorthodox way, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're just doing the job. Exactly. So, and then yeah, that that brings into quest brings up one other topic: um, McDonald's workers, fast food workers, also do their job. But just about every time that I go into a fast food establishment, there is someone in there just being, I, I, I'm not sure what words I can and can't say on here, um, but just, there's customers just being major a-holes to these right. workers. Um, and, you know, those people are only making maybe eight twenty-five an hour, if even that. I, I don't know what the minimum wage is right now. But they're they're not making more than about nine dollars an hour, and they're they're doing their best work, you know, that they can do. And these people are just getting. And I'd say nine times out of ten, it's because the person didn't order the sandwich properly that they wanted. Right. You know, they're mad that there's ketchup and mustard on here, but you didn't tell them not to put ketchup and mustard on. So it's the whole. All across the spectrum, regardless of what job it is, there's people that are doing their jobs, and there's people that are going to try and interfere with that and make it more difficult. I think that people are. That's the sad thing about it. I mean, long time ago, I used to not. If I go to a restaurant and stuff, I really didn't tip, you know. But but now, if I go anywhere, sit down a restaurant, and there's tip, I always tip because these people are making. No, especially at restaurants where you're sitting down, they're these waitresses. They're making minimal. They're making like two, no, two a couple of dollars an hour and living off of tips. Right. And then you know, and then at you know, so I go to church and everything, and you you need to honor the people that serve you. And it's more than just uh, just giving the tip. It's a it's a respect and also honoring them for what they're doing because they are serving you. And that's what the that's what the problem is. People don't see that that they're serving them, serving them. Especially if if you do order something, you need to make sure you're clear on what you order, to where so people can understand. Not get it. There are some employees out there that don't are not are not the best in restaurants. Sometimes I do question why it is so hard to understand that I want extra heavy pickle and tomato on my sandwiches. Yeah, you know, there 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 have been times when, you know, McDonald's on Third and Poplar, I went there, you know, I wanted my McChicken sandwiches. I like my McChicken sandwiches with extra heavy pickle, like I mean, so much pickle that it's almost as thick as the chicken patty itself. <laughs> and, and tomatoes. I mean, um and then there, you know, there have been times when I got my sandwich and it there was a single pickle on it and no tomato. And, you know, I, I was aggravated and I was that guy. I was that a-hole that day that walked up to the counter and demanded that they make my sandwich right. And you know what it accomplished? Nothing. Right. It accomplished nothing because I could have just, I could have just went home, opened the jar of pickles in the fridge and put those pickles on my sandwich myself. You know, and it's, you know, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly single, you know, it's like, 
I've had situations where where I've where I, I ordered something and it wasn't right, and I was I was irritated, mad about it, and I thought about. It. I mean, and I was like, why am I getting irritated and mad about this? Because this is not this irritation and this uh, irritation I'm having. It's not affecting the employee. It's only affecting my pride. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's only affecting and, my rest of my day. So now I'm going to go home upset and mad and go to sleep upset and mad because one person that's a human being that, that, that made, made a small mistake is going to just destroy everything in my life. So that's when I learned that you can't get mad, and I'm learn. I go through that every single day. I'm, you can't get mad. It just like it just you gotta just let it go, and then yes, you can call the next day in this tough situation calmly and say, "Hey, we had a mishap for food order." And nine times out of ten, they will make your food, or they will give you the credit to get get, get your meal free the next time. You know what I'm saying? Right. But and heck, I've even I called uh, Taco Bell when they first got rid of their nacho fries that they had out. In, my my wife at the time was pregnant, and that was her go to. Anytime I went to Taco Bell, she wanted nacho fries. <laughs> but um, I called Taco Bell the corporate number and complained that they got rid of that item. Well, they sent me two coupons for f- free meals, like an entire mm-hmm. free any combo on their menu. And I mean, they they do care about their customers, right? And, and, and it's just sad that these days now, like with everything going on in twenty twenty and stuff, it's just it's sad because people are not wanting to work or just have this mentality that they're need everything that's given to them. You know what I'm saying? It's the people that are working, you know, people are still struggling out there. But I think it just there's so much hatred going around the world right now, and we just need to get back to where everyone cares for each other. Everyone's, you know, what I'm saying exactly. The neighbors, right. the neighbors need to make sure that each other are taken care of. If, right. You know, if you got a freezer and a fridge and a pantry stocked full of food, and your neighbor next door is trying to figure out how to even be able to feed his family you know you should i i feel that you someone should be helping their neighbor to be right. able to eat and yeah i mean i'm, I'm not that. saying i'm not saying give the person money get give them what they need if you don't right. trust that they're going to use the money i mean i speak from experience i i am in recovery um back in 2011 i was homeless in cincinnati ohio I would stand on the corner of Central Parkway and Liberty and Cincinnati, Ohio, and I would panhandle. Well, very rarely did I ever use that money for food. I would go over to Finley Market and over the Rhine. I would find someone that looked like they might, you know, where to get something, and I would go and get that from them, you know? And so... I I'm kind of iffy on handing panhandlers money. Mm-hmm. Like I'll if I'm not super busy and I see a panhandler, if I already have food in my car, I'll give them a sandwich. 
there there have been times that I've driven, you know, 10 blocks down the road and stopped at a McDonald's and grabbed them a couple sandwiches and fries. Yeah. And and then there's those people that, you know, they're holding, there's some of those out people out there that are holding a, you know, help I'm hungry sign. But then when you go to hand them food, they reject it. Right. And that's, that's not all of them. There, no. That's not all the homeless population that do that. I mean, there are several out there that are very good people that have just been put in tight spots. Right. Um, there's a there's a guy by the name of Stuart that is a homeless man here in Terre Haute. Um, he's wheelchair bound. He has no legs. Um, it had been brought to my attention by another independent media guy here in Terre Haute, uh, Dustin Milligan from Terre Haute Vice News had been brought to my attention by him that Stuart needed a wheelchair, that he had literally ran the wheels off of his wheelchair. And, you know, my stepfather had a decent amount of extra wheelchairs. So I went over and checked out which one would be best for Stuart, grabbed it, tossed it in my trunk, went and got Dustin. And we went and took this wheelchair to Stuart. And just the the smile on his on Stewart's face when we showed up, man, it, it was priceless. Right. You know, it it was like giving a man his legs back. Right. You know? it, it's it's just, it's just a little acts of kindness to go a long way. I mean, there's situations where I would I was like a couple situations. You no, know, I was at a Dollar Tree in down south, and this lady, um, I don't remember who her, where her name was or who she was, but. Uh, she was trying to pay for stuff for her food and stuff, and and um, her car, her EBT car, wasn't working. And of course, there's a long line, and of course, people were getting ag- agitated and everything. And she was getting flustered, right. you know. You see some tears come down, and I was told the lady, the cash register, just bring my stuff up too, and I'll pay for it all. And she looked at me and said, "You don't have to say no. I want you. Don't worry about it. Just, I said it's just money." Because money's a tool to help people. And money's, money's a tool to help yourself and help people out. So I paid for her stuff, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't let it bother me, you know? I could let it bother me, but I didn't. You know? And then, I know, you know, so, and then, like I said, in the situation, like, like last night, well, this morning, with the semi-wreck on 70. Yes, I saw your video about yeah. that. I could just draw. I could just no. I normally, I said, I don't ever take seventy home. But for something like this morning, I took seventy home. You know, just intuition, man. And, and normally, you just drive by. You, you look at it and drive by, and that's it. But I stopped and helped. You know, you know, like I said, like I said in the video. You know, I you know I'm. I mean, a uh, truck driver. No, I broke the the, the glass in the sunroof, pulled the glass out, and he was able to get him unlodged. And then by the time I got him unlodged, that's when the other first responders came. So it's like there, there's, there's still hope out there for acts of kindness. It's, it's oh, uh, still hope. There definitely is. A uh, a few months ago, my wife was traveling eastbound on US forty through Sealyville. And she came upon a motorcycle accident. Now she she's a CN, registered CNA, or I'm not sure how the process goes to become a CNA. But anyway, she's a CNA, 
and she stopped at the scene, this guy had a huge laceration um, basically underneath his armpit and his chest. Mm-hmm. And and his leg was fractured to the point that it was almost sticking out. Like his uh, calf area and lower leg was literally broke and almost protruding through the skin. So immediately she wrapped a tourniquet around his thigh just in case that poked through. And she started compressing the wound by his shoulder. Uh, Well, within a few minutes, you know, medics and fire showed up on scene and he was airlifted to the hospital. Thankfully, he survived. Now, had had my wife not have been there and or at least had someone else not known what to do there, that man probably wouldn't be alive today. He probably would have bled out. And like I said, it's just acts and, of kindness. Exactly. And she's had um, the family of that man have had a chance to reach out to her. And they're, you know, they could not say enough thanks to her for helping him that day. You know, and, and then like I said, you know, the one thing that, and one thing that, 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 that kind of struck me this morning was the truck driver is like, tell me, so how did you stay so calm? Because I was just nervous as hell. I, didn't know, I was scared, and I was like, I'm trained for this. And I, I was trained for situations like like when someone gets hurt, you got to stay calm. Because if you stay calm, it feeds off you onto the person. And then that's when they start, you know, freaking out. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be calm. But like I say, it's just random acts of kindness. And the more people do that, the more this world will be bare place. This world is so sickened with negativity that now it's getting to the point where everybody thinks that it's okay. It's a second. It's not, it's all right. You know, but like I said, um, we're closing in almost 45 minutes, sir. But like I said, um, it's been, it was real good to get with you, man. Um, we have to do this again. Um, just talk about some different topics. But Definitely, for, that sounds like a plan. But for, for this initial recording, <laughs> uh, it was real good to talk with you, and um, and I can I appreciate it's what you pleasure. do for uh, appreciate what you do for you know Terre Haute, um, state of Indiana, um, and I, can, I appreciate what you do as far as educating people on their rights, and because people need to know that stuff, people are don't read no more. People don't. Research or people don't people just go by their knowledge is coming from Facebook, you know, saying or Instagram or what the media tells you. People don't actually read what the actual what their rights are, what they what they can cannot do. And so, the few people that are like you that actually want to educate people and help people out, that's really very good and that's really needed, especially this. this and the, the hiding some of the hiding of the truth, you know is done by Facebook itself. You know, my, my original page had 8.2 thousand followers. And here recently over the last couple of weeks, I lost all access to that page. And according to Facebook, it was due to violating community standards. Yeah. <laughs> I, and they won't give me a reason why, besides that it violated community standards. I've tried to appeal it and they've, said that they're sticking with their decision, but they won't tell me which community standard I violate. 
Well, that's Facebook for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I need to find a better platform. <laughs> hey, start your own. <laughs> that's uh, if I had the money for it and the knowledge. Right. Hey, that's the best thing about it, though. There is plenty of uh, YouTube University out there. You can. Learn. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm certified on several things from YouTube. I'm a certified YouTube mechanic, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Oh, I go in there plenty of times just to go in there. Or, how do this? How do that? Yep. Right, like I'll think I know how to do something, and I'll get under the hood, and then halfway through, I'll have it already apart. Won't be able to figure out how to get this one piece out. And watch a video and realize, oh, well, that's because that part right there needed to come out, then those parts. Exactly. <laughs> and that part can't come out if those parts are off. Exactly. That's <laughs> how it is, brother. That's how it is. Well, man. That's life for you. And I'm not sure. You know, brother, I'm going to end this out. Um, like once, again, once again, it's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I know we had a little hiccups with the audio here and there, but hey, like I said, this is a live, this is raw, this is, you know, and like I say, I will be investing in a better Bluetooth setup for the next time. Well, the same here. I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at podcast um, equipment because I, I do want to take this further. No, I do want to take this further. I want to take this as further as, you no, know, with not only doing the podcast, but actually doing like the, like, like the YouTube video, same thing. And I want to be able to get to where I can get, get my own little studio, you know, uh, take you no know, made, and then, you know, never know. I might be having a build me an actual studio where you know I can actually do this stuff because I like talking to people and I like giving people's inputs on things and and uh, I've been told I got- there was a podcast that I used to listen to. This guy had a studio set up in his car. Hey. And on his way home, on his way home from work every day, he would do a podcast. That's how that's how a lot of my a lot of minds are. I mean, listen, if you listen to some other podcasts, man. It's just, they're. I've listened to a few of your other podcasts. Like for, hell, one night you, I listened to you until I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, uh, not not to sound weird or anything, but you do have a very soothing voice. I uh, appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> but like I said, I, I've been told I have a uh, a good radio voice, so I, I've been told that before. But uh, like I said, now, I don't know whether or not my voice is good for radio or not. I I did do a couple uh, on-air acknowledgement, acknowledgements uh, when the bird um, had a radio station in Terre Haute. So I guess I do good my voice is good for radio. <laughs> I stand by it. The more you do, the better it goes. Like I say, you know, it's all about staying consistent. That's that's my what my problem. That's one of my issues is not I'm I'm not as consistent as I need to be. But we work fifty, sixty plus hours a week. It's kind of hard to do that. But then again, that's just all right stuff. And well, I'm 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 disabled uh, due to physical and mental disabilities. So basically I'm, I run first amendment association whenever, you know, really I'm feeling up to it. Right. There, there was, you know, a month sometimes when I'm just so depressed that I don't even want to leave the house. 
Um, that's, and they know that's that's a real thing. You know, oppression is a real thing. But and and what a lot of a lot of my viewers don't understand is that I don't get paid for this. Mm-hmm. This is a hobby. I I've had one person give me five bucks at one point to help with gas. Right. Um, but beyond that, I, all of this is out of my own pocket, my fuel costs, my equipment costs. Um, I recently got a $720 cell phone from Verizon with 48 megapixel camera so that my live streams can be a little better. And I, I gotta say they are because, you know, Facebook is now allowing me to upload in high disk, right. which it wasn't, it wasn't with my previous phone. Well, like I said, once you um, once you get off of here, if you can just send me all your information for your links and stuff, and I will put that on there where people people want to donate to your um, to your cause to help you know with help with your mission, and I'll put that on there too. That way, people have that information to. You know, if you have- I'll I'll toss the uh, I'll toss the page link up there the group link for the page as well as the uh cash app yeah that sounds good right there um when we do all that and we'll you know we can keep on keep on grooving on that like i said when uh, we had to, had to do a you know podcast again you know just you know, continue on what we're talking about now but also ask another topics in there too i mean the more the merrier um but like i said um Going to end this out. Um, thank you everybody listening to Big Boy Life with uh, Tyler and Duffy at First Amendment. And uh, we appreciate you being a guest on the podcast and your input. And like I said, um, he's uh, st- in charge of First Amendment on Facebook. Uh, I will have his link in the First Amendment, First Amendment Association. Association. My bad. And I have that information in the description of this. And it's going to check it out. And it's very good content, very good information, very good ed- educational, and uh, support them out. But before we close, anything you like to say before we head out? I just want to thank you for having me on your podcast, and hope you have a great day. All right, brother. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one.